This week we discuss the second Doctor Who Christmas special, The Runaway Bride from 2006. My name's PG Bell. I'm Sarah Burrow. I'm Swithin Dobson. And I'm James Willits. So, thanks for joining us again. Guys, our second Christmas special of the month. We enjoyed the first one. The Christmas Invasion. What did we think of The Runaway Bride the first time we saw it? I didn't like it. She screams too much. <laughs> That's I, my basic feeling of this episode. I was, I was with Jacob Zuma. Bring me my machine gun. Right. I, I really don't really remember it. Um, but <laughs> I just remember I, the screaming. It's, that was it's the fair issue. to say it's quite a different beast from The Christmas Invasion, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think the main thing, this is the one with the Ragnos, yeah? Yes, that's it. Yeah, giant, giant that's spider. the only bit that I remember. There were giant spiders in the sewer. Uh, it was all a little bit like, you know, this is what mm. happens when you flush a spider down the drain. Mm. It's like alligators in New York sewers. They grow into giant spiders and then they try and take over the world, which I don't know if there's a message in there. Probably not. No. <laughs> you could search hard for a message. Yeah, I, I might well try throughout mm. this episode. I, I didn't. I quite liked Catherine Tate. I didn't find her too mm. shaky. I mean, this is obviously being coloured by her being the companion for season four. Well, see, mine wasn't. I liked her as a companion. I don't like her in this episode. She's much different as a companion. She doesn't scream so much. That's the best thing. Yeah, she was quite a controversial choice at the time, wasn't she? Yeah. Mm. We'd got to the end of series two. The programme had re-established itself. David Tennant was the Doctor. Rose had just left in that really big, dramatic and quite emotional farewell in Doomsday. And we've gone straight to the cliffhanger where Catherine Tate appears. Mm -hmm. Accusations of stunt casting had been levelled. And it's fair to say that I think season two suffered from stunt casting to an extent. There were episodes where it was entirely evident that they'd just thrown someone recognisable at the screen in the hope that something stuck. Mm. Um, Most obviously in Love and Monsters. Um, But I think that there were were other examples. um, Is... Is the traffic jam one in that one, or is that season three? Uh, series three, that's the Um Yeah, I, th- I think that that kind of the, there was grounds for saying that Catherine Tate at this point was another. Mm. Although I do believe the plan originally had been to have this as part of series two, I, and it got shifted in the running order for some reason. I some, some, something else squeezed it out. Um, I don't think Catherine Tate and Donna Noble as a character at this point in the running, and of course. Um, as far as we know, there were no, there were never any plans when they were making this to bring her back as a full time no. companion. I don't think she would have sat very well as a uh, well as a companion character in the middle of a series because you have to remember at this point she was best known as a comedian. Uh, although I do th- I do think she's a better actress than she is a comedian. I've, ne- I've never I've never sorry Catherine if you're listening. I, I <laughs> never fa- I never found her comedy stuff that funny. It's not bad at all, but it seems to be quite derivative. But as an actress, I think she's incredibly talented. I think she was and she's really gone good. on to do some really, really good stuff. Um, but she's not acting so much as playing... She's playing it for laughs an awful lot of the time in this, mm. isn't she? Yeah, in this she and is. And that you can get away with in a Christmas special, because mm. this is far more... This is the first big step towards a sort of comedy romp. Um, 
almost sort of throwaway adventure story. I think that's what makes me feel that they didn't necessarily plan her as a companion when they made this, because she is quite different when she comes back as a companion. And I yes. like her as a companion. I don't particularly like her in this. Because she, she does mellow throughout this. And I think mm. by the time I was dead set against Catherine Tate as a companion, I didn't. She, I didn't like her at all to start with in this. And she, I thought she was like fingernails down a blackboard. Mm. But by the time they finished, I was mm. ready to see more stories with her. Now, of course, quite a bit of time has passed between when this is set and when she becomes a companion. That's true. I, I was quite pleased, to be honest, when she was announced as a companion, but that may well have been because I thought Martha was so, so <laughs> awful that I would have taken absolutely anyone. I, I love a redhead. I think that, that that's a big part. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, enough said about that, James. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Hello to your American friend. <laughs> okay, well, without further ado, let's press on. Hang on a minute, I've misplaced it. Yeah, we've got there to find the go. remote. Go. Found it now. If you're watching along at home, press play. No. And we're opening with exactly the same exactly shot. Exactly the same there. shot, yeah. The Russell T. Davis, high angle of Earth. Yeah. Of the moon and then Earth. Rush yeah. into London shot. So what are we going to rush obviously spent sufficient time? money on this that they had to reuse it. At least for the suit. And it's the wedding, isn't it? Rather yeah. than a bauble. For the first time, we haven't gone into the Powell estate. Mm. We've... Uh, into We've gone into St John the Baptist Church at the top of the Hayes ah. on Working Street in the middle oh. of Cardiff, which is the church outside which the Christmas market was held when they were attacked by the robot Santas in the Christmas invasion. Mm. Yes. And this is about ten metres from the House of Fraser, which is Henrik's department store where yeah. Rose worked. And followed by where closing time. Closing time. Closing time. Absolutely. So. Horrendously large mm. wedding. And cue the standard Doctor Who fairy dust. And screaming already. Two minutes yeah. in. She has just been disintegrated. I know. Whatever she's that would have been a great beginning. Just disintegrated. Mm. So now we're seeing the closing moments of Doomsday, but from. Donna's perspective. Yeah. Because that's the end of Doomsday when yeah. she appears in the TARDIS. Because that was the big cliffhanger, wasn't it? That was the mystery. She's suddenly there in the TARDIS. We don't know who she and is. They did she love, and they did love a mystery to throw us into the, the Christmas specials. Yes, they really mm. did. Because it's the same with um, Kylie and the Titanic, Titanic one. Titanic, yeah. And um, the Titanic crashes into. Mm. And that was even that was even worse. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They did all feel a bit contrived, didn't they? Yeah. Well, that literally was just they ran the Titanic and the TARDIS into each other. Yeah. We're back to the old introduction scene. Old introduction music, yeah. Well, I do love this arrangement of the theme music. I think Murray Gold's original arrangement was, was pretty much perfect. It's a lot less bombastic. Than yeah, I didn't like the electric guitars that they threw in when they remixed it. The TARDIS. <clears throat> And you forget just how big that control room set really was. That's huge. Those high angle shots really do it justice. Mm. Since you remember when they showed that originally, I wasn't a huge fan of the new new TARDIS interior. No. When it first came out. It you, you and Sylvester McCoy. Apparently, Sylvester McCoy really didn't like it. Mm. My mate Sylvester. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, think, I don't think any TARDIS console room has ever been as good as the one they did for the TV. Oh, that was brilliant. That was fantastic. That, that, that was really good. Yeah. Have you seen that one, James? Yeah. Jules Verne meets this kind of gothic library 
prison type thing. But about, basically, twice, about twice, but about a twice as big as that set. I love that her reaction is just to shout at him. Yeah. That's quite no. annoying. It's, it's very really annoying. annoying. Go on, push you, her out, think, push her out. Yeah, it's really <laughs> annoying. If you, I think that it's a perfectly reasonable reaction to suddenly ending up in, you know, a strange but man's not, spaceship. But not, but it's, it's not fear, it's not shock, it's not confusion, it's just But that's her character, that she's, that, she's, that she's angry, that she, you know, that is how she reacts in every situation to... Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean we have to like it. <laughs> I should mention that uh, this this is our second time, sort of, recording our commentary for for this episode. Because when Caleb and I first sat down to record the very very first commentary uh, for a podcast of impossible things, as we were back in the day, um, this was the one that we started with, and. It went fantastically well. We recorded a fantastic commentary and got to the end and realised that our little digital dictaphone that we were working on hadn't recorded a single word we'd said. Uh, so we never quite got around to doing it again. Until now. And that first time, I think, we, we kept a little running tally of the number of times that Catherine Tate shouted at people because Rusty Davis was adamant that she wasn't shouting. Because that was that was one of the big criticisms levelled by the fans, and Rusty Davis had been had been trying to you know, di- dismiss the accusations and saying, "Well, no, no. If you if you watch it and if you listen, she really doesn't chat that much at all. It's just once or twice." As we kept account, I think it, we got to about thirteen or fourteen times if she just shouted that's, in response to something. That's pretty much like every four minutes. Yeah, thereabouts. That's quite a lot. Yeah, but it's all front loaded. It's all for the first half of the half the story or so and as, as it gets later and later she shouts less and less which oh that mm. yeah just no David seriously doctor just, put her in the airlock it's hard airlock. it's harder watching this knowing how good she is as a companion no but she's not I oh, liked her no I really, I really liked, liked her as a, as a companion. companion I liked her as a companion like James oh. you just like her generally oh yeah I do Catherine but... Tate is just bad no no now, that said, she wasn't as bad a companion as I thought she'd be, but that's not saying very much. Yeah. No, I really liked her as a Like, she's disappeared. Like, surely you'd just call the police. Yes. Is, hang on, have we not got Wilf as her dad in this? Not yet. No. 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 Wilf only first appears in the next Christmas special, which so is So is that the guy who's supposed to be her dad there? That's, that's, that's what I was thinking, yeah. they've just changed his She character. passed away before they... Before series four, oh. so Wil- Wilf is a substitute character. Basically, all of the lines that have He's been prepared. He's granddad, but... though, isn't he? Yes. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not her dad. This, this it's cha- not a complete character replacement. No. But... This 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 chap who plays her dad uh, was alive. He died of cancer. Don't oh. know quite tragic. Okay. But he was there for the first read-throughs for series four. But he didn't survive for the filming of the first episode. So they drafted in uh, Bernard Cribbins at the very last minute. Good choice. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, because of course at first he was just supposed to be that one-time character there, that little yeah. cameo in mm. Voyage of the Damned. But people liked him so much. And really the production good. team liked him so much that they decided to everybody liked bring him, him back really. to bring him back and make him part of the family. So here we have Donna doing the whole "it's bigger on the inside." Yes. Yeah. Thing. And quite nicely done. It has to be said. It's nicely done that it's done in the background from him. Hmm. They, they, like she reacts in a very normal way. Yeah. Um, 
It is. She's the antithesis of Rose. In yeah. Ways, isn't she? She's not interested. She's not captivated. Yeah. She doesn't care who he is. Yeah. Has to go. She has other things to do. She's not looking Bobby's to. Es- in a wedding dress. She's not looking to escape her normal life. Which exactly. Is, which is yeah. what she, Martha in fact, she and Rose wants to would go do. back to yeah. her yeah. normal That's where life. She wants to go. <laughs> yes, and at least they are paying off the fact that she's a bit confrontation <laughs> <laughs> yes this whole idea that he, she thinks he's a Martian which yeah. evidently means you're from Mars um, oh this street looks familiar yep. St Mary Street I mean she's only just round the corner she doesn't even get attacked yeah so she's, <laughs> she's about 100 yards from the church where she started I just think she like that shouting thing is very like I do think it's very in character. You were going to justify like, this the whole way through the episode, James, aren't you? James. Well, no, I just think that that kind of that anger that you would have if someone had pulled like or if you thought that someone had pulled you out of your wedding. It. That makes sense. Isn't that filming? Is it? It's probably just the same taxi driving back to Luke. Oh yeah, probably. We're now setting up one of the best action set pieces that I think the new series has ever done. It it does feel a little bit, actually, like uh, Kirk and Khan. Like, that that kind of, he taxes me. He taxes me. (laughs) He taxes me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Taxis me to the church. And I shall have it. Um, of course, this, this as, as with the Christmas Invasion, was filmed in late July, early August. And there was a blazing heat wave that year, wasn't there? Yeah. It was absolutely roasting, which I think you can see despite all the Christmas set dressing. It doesn't look particularly cold, does it? No. All these poor extras and things dressed up in woolly hats and yeah. jackets and things. Uh, it is like they're trying to find her, like she's just sort of walked out. Yeah, exactly. Not she's disappeared in the middle. Yeah, not she dis- dissolved into yeah. fairy dust and shot through the roof. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I do like this doctor trying to uh, do everyday things. Of course, he does break the. Um... Yeah, he's basically nicking lots of money. Mm. The doctor's responsible for the credit crunch. Yeah. That's yeah. what's happened. I'm taking that much out. Oh, oh look here we go again. Santa's, but with the with new masks. With I, I, masks. I think yeah. the problem is that. Rusty Davis really wasn't happy with the masks from the first one. He thought they looked too metal and robotic. Oh, I like those. This is just a Santa's. There we go. God rest you, merry gentlemen, again. The fact that she doesn't realise that there's a Santa driving the taxi. Oh, what's going to happen? Is it going to be a flamethrower or is it just going to be a shotgun or what? Is it or a rocket launcher. Um, oh, now he gets lots of cash. Yeah, there we go. yeah it's, to, it's a distraction. Isn't it? 
Because they're going to be really concerned that they might kill some innocent bystanders, yes. aren't they? Having destroyed an entire Christmas market <laughs> last year. Can you imagine? What, what's he going to do if they all run in front to grab the cash and then they just flat get, get all get down. Flat yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> just goes, oh. Should have seen that coming. Oh, I, I didn't think it through at all. <laughs> <That'd be brilliant. laughs> There's now 20 dead humans in front of me. No, that would be cool. A single tear would trace down his cheek and go, I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> and sorry. And carry on with the rest of the episode. Here we go. This is the action scene. Oh, like, bearing yeah. in mind that last time they were uh, they were scared off by him just holding out the... Sonic screwdriver. Do you think that he'd try that again? It's the one where he flies the TARDIS alongside yeah. the taxi, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that was the. Yeah, that's. Yeah. This this was a clip that they. Pre this, this they, they used yeah. as a preview for the Christmas special, wasn't it? Was it at the Doctor Who proms? I think the very first. Ah, there you go. That's what they look like under the masks. Well, those mm. look like generic aliens. Is it? They look a bit vaguely insectoid. Yeah, they look like buggy. Yeah, I think it's more things. effective when you don't see what's under the mask. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think she's on a hen do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's wasted. Who gets married on Christmas Day, by the way? What? How many churches are available yeah. for weddings on Christmas Day? How much do they cost? Well, presumably like, they'd be... How much would a blooming uh, reception venue be on Christmas Day? Oh, it'd cost you... That'd hundred. be like £300 a head. Easily. <laughs> I love this bit. I, it's, it's very well done. This is magnificent. Uh, this is where, in terms of action sequences, the series really takes a big, bold, confident step forward. Because it's never done a long, sustained action sequence. I, I, love, I love this Mr. Bean style. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, the using string. The string yeah, to... it's like Heath Robinson type. Because that's how you open doors, you just hit them. Yeah. You don't try the handle. It looks surprisingly good, even in retrospect. Yeah, yeah, they've really spent some money on this. I mean, the CGI Thomas is actually pretty darn good. But it's quite well directed as well. You've, you've got lots of close-ups and over-the-shoulder shots and yeah. shaky cam. Who was the director for this? Yeah, Rustin. Oh, shit. Ah, there you go. He hasn't done anything for Doctor Who lately, has mm-hmm. he? But I think for the first few series, at least, he was the best director mm-hmm. that they have. I quite, James Hawes did that. Uh, who did the Christmas Invasion? Did Dev's Child Lots of Dances? Yeah, killed another one. That's that's gone yeah. off road. How, how are you going to claim that back on you? Yeah, hit by flying police bot. We should keep we should keep a a record of the probable body count from this. <laughs> Could be good. This is actually yeah. a really long. Oh, Zeno. <laughs> he could have won the pools. <laughs> yeah. It could be like you know, you've been framed or something. Yeah. Punked. It could be like the galactic equivalent of the Euro Millions draw. Yeah. That we're taking you to the reception, and we're just going to share you with champagne. <gasps> I do like that bit. Mm. Yes. Shut the door on her. Yeah. <laughs> what? She had a chance. He sent her to a parallel universe with himself. 
Uh, well, not with himself at this point. But oh, wasn't it? The universe. No, not yet. That's, that's not until she comes back at the end of series uh, yeah. four. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I was just so glad that she'd gone by then. I was just like, ah, <laughs> oh, last. She's oh gone. no, I was all right with with Rose. I didn't necessarily like her return so much. I haven't been a huge fan of many of the companions. Rory's been the most <laughs> interesting companion. Well, everyone loves Rory. I like Rory. Oh, on top of buildings again. It's like last. Yeah. But they're actually in London this time, rather than Cardiff, which, uh, just which is that. unusual. Yeah, you can tell it's it's London, because there are more than two skyscrapers. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they've actually got proper tracking shots around the uh, yeah. around fact, more than, you know, mm. one, one direction. The one shot, yeah. Yes. In fact, I think this is the very first scene that they filmed at this episode. Because I remember yeah, the internet buzz when it was you know, the huge, fuzzy, you know, mobile phone photos mm. leaked yeah. out. Well, I imagine they probably went to London to do these bits and then mm. camped out in... His hair's yeah. looking a bit funny. I was going to say, it's pretty quiff. Yeah. Really? I mean, so you can split the tenant era up. Yeah. Pre and post quiff. When they jumped the quiff. <laughs> <laughs> it did definitely go downhill once the his hair became a main character. <laughs> it seemed to get bigger every single year. Oh, uh, yeah. It should have just touched from his head and, like, strangled him or something. That would have been awesome. Uh-huh. Which it just which... looks like a wedding ring. Oh, yeah, convenience. Just so you can have that. Like a really funky wristwatch, but yeah. Could have been or a mind wipe. Yeah. At least it wasn't an enema. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure. I've got a biodamper for you. I'm not so sure. But you'll have to trust <laughs> me again. <laughs> I'm not so sure we needed that imagery piece. <laughs> oh. Uh, thanks, Pete. Sorry. I'm not, sure, is, I'm not sure where that came from. I'm sure it's worse for me. I actually work in a hospital. <laughs> Oh, right, moving on. It's quite an extended sequence of him just sort of sitting and talking. Yeah. Well, this is all the fallout from the end of series two, of course, because yeah. you didn't get a chance really to resolve emotionally what had happened. You know, this is partly. So, having said that this is more of a standalone adventure, this is still emotionally, in terms of character development, carrying yeah. on from the previous mm. series. And actually, thinking about it, it, even in comparison to the the last episode, they're both very much um, tying up plot strands and kind of having a little bit of downtime after a big finale to... Mm. The, last, to the last episode to, being... Yeah, be, sorry, being, being the, um, the last Christmas the Christmas, special, in, the the Christmas, Christmas invasion. invasion. Yeah. Not um, the last episode in the time. No, no. Yes, I think Rusty Davis made a very deliberate choice at the end of Doomsday, not to leave it on that slightly grief-ridden, downbeat note where he's saying goodbye to Rose and doesn't get time to say that he loves her, because um, you have Donna just suddenly there, so you're you're distracted from what's just happened mm. and the, the story is already taking its next step and you're on a cliffhanger and you will need to find yeah. out what happens next. And he doesn't just fly away into the sunset looking all weepy and leaving everyone on a bit of a downer for a few months until the Christmas special comes along. Um, but having established, having maintained the pace and having established the next mystery and the lead into the next story, you do need these moments to just deal with what's happened and what the characters have gone through. 
And this really is quite a long scene, yeah. isn't it? It's because oh, it's, gone, it's yeah. gone into the, the story of her as a temp. And... Yeah, but even so, I know that they're breaking out with these flashbacks. It's unusual to have such a long scene of just back and forth of a character narrative. This I hate this scene. Well, this is, this, that's a little bit irritating, but that's been. I mean, that is yeah. being played for you know. The irritation. whole her chasing him round, asking him to say yes is. Oof, no. Women, eh? Yeah. Shut up, all no. of you. Needy, well, they needy creatures. Yeah. Okay, shut it, all of you. Who just made you lunch? Shut up. <laughs> Thanks, ma'am. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> Thanks for reinforcing the gender stereotype. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, listeners, I just hit Swithin. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, back to the yeah, episode. This girl's after Christmas. Yeah, it's not yeah. Christmas without Slade. <laughs> Slade should be the monsters for the next Christmas. Body <laughs> <laughs> Holder <laughs> reveals his mask. But the thing is, this, this is really odd because it looks like a Christmas party yeah. with a wedding cake still in the middle. Yeah. It's really... Well, she should have reappeared inside the cake and burst out. <laughs> should have had Amy Pond as a, as a kind of kiss across <laughs> inside the cake. Yeah, James would like that. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> we never got to see her. Helped only if she'd have been a, no. a redhead. But they, they never they never gave us anything other than the police uniform. No, we, we were promised a French maid outfit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where oh. is this podcast just gone now? <laughs> Fantasyland. Yours, I hasten to add. <laughs> I'm going to say fantasy lounge. Stop. Stop. Oh, no. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> oh no. no, let's not do that. So so the, 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 the impossible podcast Christmas her. party, fantasy lounge. This year, right? <laughs> let's make it a date. Perhaps you should explain what the fantasy lounge is. I was going to say, someone's going to... For those, for those gonna... listeners outside, I, th- I think if you Google it and put Cardiff, you'll figure it out. No, we're supposed to be a family-friendly podcast. Yes, it... with safe search on. Yes. Anyway... Which means you won't find out anything. So just don't look all together, and what? we're now dancing so, so... at her own reception, despite the fact she hasn't got married. So everyone seems to be happy with this now, yeah. somehow, and David Tennant looks slightly put out. I know. That's always nice when people lend you their mobile phones mm. by not knowing. Yeah. Well, that's a continual are. theme with Russell T. It wasn't the mobile phone because Rose had that ridiculous mobile phone yeah. that meant that she could dial back at any yeah. time. The doctor has his own. The doctor has his own mobile now, though, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah. Does he have a like a BlackBerry or an iPhone? Mm. Uh, our second Christmas special with Torchwood. Yeah. We just found out that Torchwood are the sole proprietors of the company that Donna works for. Mm. Ah. So we know that something is up. And at this point, we know who Torchwood are properly, don't we? Because yeah. it's yeah. close to the second season, isn't yeah. it? And has the actual series Torchwood started by this point? Um, I think it has, isn't it? No, it all Yeah, I think it will launch after this. I didn't watch Torchwood when it first came out, so. Because mm. it. it so what year was this? This was 2006. Because I no, I think Torchwood started after Series Two had finished, but before this Christmas special. Really? So I think we might have. At which been... point, there's probably a little bit of you know. Yeah, because I think I remember watching this originally and thinking, well, why doesn't this bear any relation to Torchwood? 
the series. Yeah. Or, why, or rather, why doesn't talk to the series bear any relation to all of this? He actually says, I will send this to you being framed. Yeah. <laughs> and Price is a tenant moping about Rose. Mm. I'm glad that the Doctor can tell between the, the infinite well, like forms of gold fairy blood. dust that Doctor Who yeah, yeah. seems to employ. Mm. He can taste blood, he can see different blood. forms of radiation. So it's going to have to be the suppository after all. Uh. <laughs> what, is, what theme are you going on here, Pete, today? Oh, oh it's the Santas again. With a... Yeah, this is the big shot. I don't think they appear after this one. I think this is the final appearance of, this, of, the, of the pilot fish and of the robot Santas. Although presumably the pilot fish could easily reappear in future without the Santa disguising. Is he actually going to fire their uh, brass weapons? Or I think just... they're going to. I also know what they're firing. Oh, where's the big tuba gone? Have they got a remote control again? Yeah, because yeah, this it's is like the Xbox in... 360 controller. With it's, this is the um... oh, it's the exploding Christmas tree. It's, it's the exploding yeah. bo- um, baubles, isn't it? This is it. This this one just felt as if they were trying to stretch the Christmas motif a bit too far. It wasn't as good as the killer Christmas tree from the Christmas Invasion. You mean um... it doesn't spin while playing jaunty music? No. 2000, October 2006, Torchwood ad. Sorry? Oh. October 2006. Yeah, so it has started by this point. And everyone's the, forgotten uh, about it. Because it was originally aired on BBC Three, so at that point not everyone will have necessarily watched it. But... Ah, oh, it's beautiful. There's loads of floating balls, which... And that's it. Everyone loves. Oops. Yeah, then blow with, up. No, with no sense of direction. No. I don't think they kill a single person, do they? No. Are they supposed to be killing? So a realistic body count. We're probably up. We're probably up into like the forties now. Yeah. Because probably. <laughs> and one cake. And one yeah. cake. Because probably most this, these guests probably would have. Uh, would have been killed. Yeah. Or at least seriously. If you're, if you're trying, if you're trying to capture Donna alive, is filling a room full of grenades a good idea? Well, yeah. maybe that's why they don't kill anyone maybe they're and just you know yeah like they're also bangs. they're also yeah. not particularly effective grenades really no. oh, oh the tube of them because now this became quite an overused device mm. in sort of series three and four didn't it the doctor would plug the sonic screwdriver into something yeah to amplify its effects and overcome the bad guys because they did it at the end of what's the one with Mark Gatiss turning into the giant monster the Lazarus experiment, the Lazarus experiment. Yeah. he does that where he plugs it into the pipe organ yeah. to kill the Lazarus monster he distracts the Daleks by plugging it into a radio yeah. so they can all escape in Daleks in Manhattan Is it me or is it dragging at this point? Uh, it's Significantly. Yeah, it's not... You've got, you've got, got a big... Uh, it's not got the drama or the tension of the first... I mean, the opening's moment. quite... Oh, he's okay, you know, it, she's lost the way, and then it just kind of... Yeah. When she loses the way, the episode loses her way. Mm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's starting... This is where we're starting to see the Russell T. Davis formula appear, isn't it? The Doctor waves a sonic screwdriver around, rattles off some... 
Techno babble. Techno babble, and there's some running around while they move on to the next bit of the adventure. Mm. I remember when I cheered when Jack Harkness said the first bit of techno babble, which was in Boomtown, was the first bit of techno babble from the entire uh, the first series. Which bit was that? In Boomtown, we talk about the rift, and in Boomtown, it goes over the rift and some mm. of the circuit boards of the TARDIS or something. He said something wrong. He was like, ah, at last, it's returned. So um, we, sorry to interrupt. So they're just saying this is the first look at the uh, the rack. monster, Queen of the uh, And as makeup effects and things go, really effective because yeah, it's, it's a physical suit, which really is that size. This is ridiculous. I quite like the the, the Web Star spaceship, and it is the whole Christmas star thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. As a design, I think it's some kind of puts me in mind of the Cylon base star or something. Mm. I don't imagine it makes for a particularly effective layout inside, though, in terms of being a star, because the distance. If they're spiders, spiders as well, hmm? if they're spiders as well, Mm. you know. Is it designed to capture smaller ships than the proper web, like the web trap in uh, Firefly? Yeah. Yeah. Torchwood wasn't destroyed, they're alive and well in Cardiff. And during Glasgow? And Glasgow. And Except they're and America. And America, for sort of yeah. And generally just anywhere. Mm. I yeah. did always find it disappointing that, that Torchwood Glasgow never ever turned up. No, and you the, get the mention and that they've lost. And the missing, missing Torchwood 4 as yeah. well, which was never mentioned again. Yeah. Torchwood Glasgow, is that just an excuse to get tag it out of retirement? Yeah. <laughs> and front. Robbie Coltrane. That would be quite cool. Yeah, why are we at Robbie Cole Train? Isn't that? No. Don't worry. Sarah just gave me a look. I did. I did. I didn't get the link there, so I'm kind of glad, and I'm not going to ask you to clarify. Well, no. Donna said, "Am I a pencil inside a mug?" He said, "Yes, 4H. That sums you up." Oh. I thought I was a brass. I wouldn't know. I thought you would. Not H, thank you very much, was the point I was making, oh, Swithin. H, of course, yes, yeah, sorry, I'd be incredibly <laughs> stupid at this point. Again. So, going back to the... Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, LB. Lowering the tone. LB, it didn't... Yeah. L- lower basement. basement. Yes, it was. I was going to make a bit of a joke, but I didn't. Yeah, I know, that's why I said lower basement, like <laughs> you very loud, Swithin. So now he decides he wants to go to the police, but I'm assuming that's just to get I mean, out of this. Just the yeah, that's because he's the stooge. He yeah. knows what's going on. And they're in their great glass elevator. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I should be going upwards if it's a great glass elevator. Yeah. It should be going any direction you like, shouldn't it? Mm. I do like that sort of pilot seat made of webbing. Mm. Yeah, just with, with the legs all sort of yeah. spindling out. Is this the set? Se- segways. This is yeah. So we we now know, yeah. Well, this this is first of all this is the corridor underneath the Millennium Stadium that yeah. they use every series. Yeah, they've used it quite a yeah, lot. It's it's the storm cage containment facility that the River Song is locked up. I thought it was. But, yeah, but these are all train segways. So we now know that segways are actually built by Torchwood and are adapted from extraterrestrial technology. Uh, Thanks for that, mm. Torchwood. <laughs> and I thought it was Sinclair that designed them. Oh, yeah, useful. Uh, oh, it wasn't Sinclair. Was it? Was, no, 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 no. Oh. Some other chap. Okay. But those are the off-road versions as well. Yes, they do have off-road segments. 
Don't do anything. Really, they're going advice. to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I brought you with me. Stay in the car, Chuck. I brought you. I brought you with me to stay here. Do nothing. Must be futuristic and alien because there's green light. Yeah. yeah. Green, pink, and blue. Those are the three. That's the spectrum blue, of alien light. Blue light, light is an energy effect for you know yeah. if something's shining or being shot. Yes. Green is the colour that. Green, green and it. pink are the colours that aliens light their. Their layers with. Torchwood continues to be more interesting in Doctor Who even just sort of in passing references than it was in the actual series mm. because Torchwood you get the impression it's still a credible organisation even though it's been destroyed they've got these great underground facilities where they're doing these really interesting and quite dangerous things and it's, mm. it's basically more tied interesting in, tied into what's gone on but yeah and Torchwood the series like seems to be entirely yeah. isolated from yeah. everything that's going on in Doctor Who continuity Torchwood was much better when we didn't know as much about it. Basically, just as, yeah. a, as a larger, wider organisation, it you know yeah. it's yeah because we know from the end of series two that they have this spaceship buried under Mount Snowden that's this kind of treasure trove of technology that they're yeah. testing and they've got these weapons and they've got these spaceships and they've got these research facilities all over the country. Yeah, and Torchwood Cardiff don't mention them or make any yeah. use of them or try and get them back off the ground or well there are only the as I say there are only five of them yeah. so, uh, well, but they don't try and recruit anyone else there's just five people in a basement in Cardiff yeah. doing they don't, they're not even conducting research into the rift in Cardiff are they? it's just sort of there they're just you know they're just fighting and sleeping around yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, brief, sleeping things. around and fighting is probably, yeah. probably, probably the more appropriate way of putting that. David Holmes being over the top, which he seems to be increasingly so later on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, yeah. that was probably quite yeah. appropriate, was that slap? Unlike the one Sarah gave me. No, that was entirely appropriate too. Do I detect a grudge developing? <laughs> yeah. Swithin's not letting this go. Why did they do that? Plutonium's deadly. We don't do away with it. <laughs> well, we tried to. We put it in the concrete and put it at the bottom of the ocean. Yes, but you don't eradicate them from existence. Don't you can't. Mm. It's one of these what? fairly, fairly inept plans. It's it's all yeah. As soon as you examine it, it sort of falls to bits, doesn't it? Mm. Now you see they look a bit cooler in the black cloaks yeah. with the faces rather than the faces on top of the sort of Santa. Again, if it was done by a laser, how did the Ragnos get in there in the first place? I don't know. Well, maybe. (laughs) 
So that, that, that's, is, that's really good. Yeah. Let's well, go with that. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Let's have Journey to the Centre of the Earth. That's actually, that's actually slightly better than what they go on to do. Yeah. Now what is it at the centre of the Earth? Well, there's spiders, and there's kind of lizardy people, and there's a big kind of torchwood gash so, Yeah, thing on. That's that right, there are, there are spiders people. and lizardy people. You'd think that the yeah. lizardy people would eat the spiders. That's what they should have done. Absolutely. Just had a spider-lizard war. <laughs> like the amazing Spider-Man. This is quite disturbing. This reminds me of the appalling monster at the end of the film of Lost in Space. What the uh, the spider? Yeah, that the was man spider awful, thing. awful, awful well, that, film. Do you know why that was such a bad film? I don't. I remember watching it about twelve, and I don't actually know why it was bad. I just remember it was terrible. They um they had a third of their budget cut, so they they failed to film a third of the script. Oh. So as a result. They just put what they had together and oh, really like kind so of bad. used their remaining budget to kind of fill in the gaps, which is why you have the bit where they, they fly through the sun or something to get back home, because they didn't have any budget left to, to actually film like kind of what oh. they were wanting to do, so they basically just had to wrap it up with what they had. Well, that partially explains it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it probably wouldn't have been a great film anyway. But I don't think it was as bad as it was. Yeah. <laughs> And you shouldn't really like be that concerned about Christmas dinner. No. <laughs> Isn't this also? I, th- I think this is also that we've talked about the device of amplifying the sonic screwdriver being overused mm. over these few series. Um, I think having an ancient enemy from the dawn of time who's supposed to be extinct and coming back was also yeah. used about four or five times over a series now. Good sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the truest line in the entire episode. Oh, well, well, not entirely fair. <laughs> I don't know. Seems a, a little bit harsh. Yes. Like, it, it, here's the thing: would would it really be that that intelligent to think my fiance? I think he might be in league with space spiders. <laughs> I think, given everything else she's had to try and take in on this day, yeah, I don't think you're immediately going to think. Oh, maybe I can't actually quite trust Lance. I, uh, I definitely am going to, you know, when I get married, it's the first thing that I'm going to investigate, whether there's a possible connection between space spiders and, and my wife-to-be. Yeah. Um, so I'm just before saying, married, if, any, if any space spiders start turning up, she's... Um, she's the one getting the axe? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then you, t- you turn into um, Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Exactly, yeah. And just go crazy with an axe. Yeah, she's kind of quite cool. <laughs> 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 no. 
shot's really bad. Well, that shot? Yeah, of, of the hole in the ground and them standing in front of it. You compare that, I know it's different. It's a similar set to the Christmas Invasion. Yeah, that's a lot more effective because you've got the whole uh, panora- kind of, kind of panorama of, of... It's almost like a, like a col- in, inside of a Colosseum oh, type, yes. type, type, type shot. Yeah. Which is, this is somewhat similar to and is clearly inferior. Is this the one that's got eyes around like the crown bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's probably the best des- part the of the design. Wink as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the best design about her, I think. Like Ewoks. What? <coughs> Ewoks have just started to blink. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Ewoks cool. Yeah. Weird that she has two human eyes, like yeah. with the white, and then all the rest are black. That is a properly brilliant costume, though. Uh, the, oh, yeah. The, 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 I saw... There's a section of it, there was a section of it in the Doctor Who exhibition in Cardiff, which is closed now. And it's huge. You actually walk underneath it, and, and one leg, I think, could probably span this That's entire thing, it's, it's a costume, and it automatically looks better because there's practical stuff mm, there. Yeah. I think they, had, they actually had to bring in a small crane to hold her up. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I do think physical prosthetics hold it better over time than CGI does. Yeah, yeah. definitely. By a long way. Yeah. We That's were discuss- why Jurassic Park's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And we were discussing the remake of The Thing um, mm. before we started recording this, weren't we? Yeah. Um, uh, well, the, the prosthetics and stuff in there are phenomenal in the original, in the original thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I watched, watched The Fly for the first time. I wasn't a fan, but the, the fly the is really good. Yeah. yeah. But, but the actual flight is really squidgy and well designed. The Thing, The Fly and Blob, all brilliant 80s remakes of cheap and cheesy 1950s mm. B-movies, but all re- employing really top-notch sort of latex effects. Well, the interesting thing with that is the first person credited in, in the credits of The Fly is the guy who designed The Fly. Ah, right. So it says like Darius McCrory, but the, the first credits at the beginning, but the end credits, the proper ones at the end, is the guy who designed the fly. Mm. Oh, that, is, that is the guy who gets the first the credit. Br- yeah, the brunt of the fly was fantastic. Mm. But in terms of Doctor Who, I don't suggest we return to um, people wrapped in bubble wrap, painted. No. The thing is, though, the effects, yeah, they weren't the best, bring, but at the time, the they were. Mm. Oh, they terrified my mum when she watched it as a kid. But I mean, but, I mean uh, only when you watch it now, it's just a bit. Hard. At the time, they, they they were quite. I remember seeing a uh, clip from the nineteen sixties Blue Peter, and it was like you know Doctor Who, this great kind of groundbreaking effect. Well, it was groundbreaking, but kind of advanced effects, which is basically dry ice. 
I had a doctor. I had not a doctor who annual. A blue Peter annual. And the best part of it was this. It was from like 1976. So it was a monkey that painted monkeys. It was this Chinese monkey. Absolutely amazing. Can you imagine having a monkey that can paint monkeys? <laughs> I'd love that. That's brilliant. I'd love a helper monkey. Or just like a little monkey butler. Yeah. Well, you know, you can get them to train up. Mm. Um, for like for disabled people yeah. so it's like mm. having a guide dog you can have a helper monkey oh. there's an episode of Malcolm in the Middle awesome. where Craig's um, helper monkey is actually uh, a serial killer though <laughs> <laughs> tra- traps him in the apartment and tries to kill him <laughs> as in it's a human serial killer that they think is well, a no, monkey no, 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 or no, just, the, oh, no, the monkey's he's, just he's, a serial killer oh, he's related to some monkey that went mad or he had a traumatic <laughs> past or something like that uh, there's, there's some According, according to Malcolm in the Middle, there's some screening process, and, yeah. and they skipped a few steps with this training monkey, and it traps Craig in his apartment and uh, yeah. starts to terrorise him. So we've just talked over the creation of the Earth, uh, according to the very uh, quickly. <laughs> yes, according yeah. to interestingly, the... with the creation of the Earth in the Tree of Life, they don't use for the creation of the Earth sequence. They do not use CGI. Doug Trumbull, who did the effects for 2001 Space Odyssey, uses high-res cameras and basically paint. Oh, really? Instead, it, the effects are absolutely incredible. Mm. And initially, 2001 does, hasn't really dated that badly at all. No, the special effects are really still top-notch. I love the monkeys. They're just men in a suit. And they're really good. Yeah, there's the a great controversy that um, Planet of the Apes won the makeup effects. Oh, um, the monkeys are that, brilliant at the beginning and, of 2001. Um, Kubrick said, well, it's because people... That our monkeys aren't monkeys because they're so good. <laughs> this is the thing when a special effect is too when a special effect yeah. is so good you don't realise it's a special effect. I yeah. was slightly I, I couldn't tell at the beginning when I first watched it. I was like, hmm. There we go, we've got blue lighting now. Mm. We said oh, that. Yeah. We have that pink lighting. I think they appeared in season three on, yeah. onwards. The the Sontarans tend to use a lot of pink light. Oh yeah. I'm not sure why. It's Obviously busy. here there's a lot of red light going on because she's. Mm. Well, that's just red to blue. Lots red. of Dutch angles as well. Was this Eros Lynn? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, I seem to remember he over did. Oh, didn't he direct the Idiot's Lantern? I. I think he remember. did, and I think I I claimed it wasn't Dutch angles, it was more like drunk angles, <laughs> because it was it was just constantly off angle. It was like, those were taken. Doesn't work on radio. You would think that they could have taken David Tennant as well at this point. Yeah. I don't know what I said it before, but this is just seems just so dragged out. I think she's been kidnapped by Batman, judging by, you know. <laughs> Nothing's advancing the story at this point. No, really, he's just it? treading water running around. Maybe it's attached by Spider Man. That'd be quite a cool crossover. <laughs> well, in Spider Man, they've just had Spider Island where everyone gains Spider Powers. Oh, um, who was it? Lawrence Miles was blogging about everybody getting spoof superpowers. Did not read that? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um,. The democracy of uh, yeah, superpowers. Of being a hero, yeah. When everyone's super, no one really. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to squeeze my Pixar references yeah. in. <laughs> oh, so now we've got them both stuck in their web, haven't they? Mm. And she's activating the particles. I still, I don't really understand her plan. Like, mm. I. Uh, Who's 
Who's going to be woken up? Uh, the Ragnos. Ragnos. Oh, but like, yeah. why did they build the Earth around their ship in the first place? I can't really recall. They I might think have we talked us. over yeah. it. It's but one it's of a those stupid thing to do. It's like, one of those sort of hand-waving explanations where you're just not supposed to pay attention to it anyway and go, well, it well, doesn't we matter why, it's just there. And sure, did the did the Silurians not notice that there was a giant spaceship at the centre of the Earth? Like, Probably not. Uh, See, the Silurians also took cover beneath the surface when the moon appeared because they were scared of it. Is that what the... Uh, yeah, this is, this, I don't know if that's the explanation from the classic serial but in New Who yeah the, the moon worked its way into Earth orbit and so they decided that this was going to bring cataclysmic climate change and so they oh I am t- glad when t- he gets his come up and sorry I yeah. don't like it I don't remember yeah, I, I don't remember the classic there was I got, the impre- I got the impression in the classic series the excuse was that they were being forced out by the spread of mankind when no, 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 I think it was... No, 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 what it was, Chris, I think. Christmas! Remember that, guys? It's Christmas. Is that yeah. what she said? She just, just said, Christmas! Christmas. <laughs> yeah, because that's what Christmas looks like. It's a giant... Spider web Electric thing. spider web. Um, it just goes to show, what are they teaching kids these days? <laughs> Which, of course, is um, a line in the new trailer. Yeah. For the latest... Christmas. Ah, ah, not Christmas! Oh no, a slow-moving beam of energy that I cannot possibly get out of the way And of. nobody decides to move this child up until then. So again, oh, body terrible. count is going to be huge from that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's got to have killed a few people. Actual on-screen deaths. One. As I said, with actual on-screen deaths, I did do a body count of Resurrection of the, Dal- uh, Resurrection of the Daleks, and that has a body count of about 50 humans. Really? Yeah. The Darks kill so many humans in that story. It's amazing. I love this bit because he's crying. It's completely, <laughs> completely misses her. And the comedy clang sound effects <laughs> yeah. at the yeah. end there. You see, you couldn't have gotten away with that with Rose. No. That wouldn't have worked. Well, Rose couldn't. would have swung round and knocked the Ragnos into the pit. Yeah, Rose yeah. would have been kick ass. Here's your one chance before I destroy you thing again. Yeah. Seems like he'd be a bit uh, upset at Christmas, doesn't he, really? Mm. He doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> he doesn't. He's a joke. Does it not start... What? <laughs> 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 he likes Hanukkah instead. Oh, Damn, were you wiping a good Hanukkah? I, I, I know we have to be stand ready with, oh. you know, the gag and the bucket of cold water for swimming on occasions, <laughs> but... <laughs> James. James. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, well, I, I think that's an appropriate comment in the context. Oh, what have we done to this podcast? It's all gone. What it was is Dave Tennant instead of the nose had the quiff. Right, no, right. Let's 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 move, let's move on. Does it not start raining at some point? Does he not do the whole standing? Yeah, he does. In the rain. Yeah, scene? oh, he he does. It gets very does he wet. Set in fire to the rain. Like Adele. I've got a good joke. Uh, I've uh, kind of ruined the punchline. Hang on, before we get to the joke. Here is our first mention. Gallifrey. Yeah. Gallifrey in the new series. Gallifrey. Russell T. Davis's method of writing a really bad story but putting a line in the fans will find interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But sorry, go on. Have you heard about the singing laptop? No, I haven't heard about the singing laptop. It's Adele. Okay, moving on. So he's now using the remote control baubles. Baubles, yes. Presumably. Baubles that didn't explode. 
Yeah, which now are exploding, which is where all the water comes from. Yeah. There should be loads of them. I thought he only had... He only had three in his hand, three. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Multiplied. Yeah, obviously. I think, as we were saying about the Silurians... Oh, because yeah. this is under the Thames, isn't it? I think the class series, it was the asteroid that was supposed to destroy the dinosaurs. They saw that coming. Ah, right. So they Wasn't that actually themselves. the spaceship from Earthshot? They saw Adric coming. Faster to the inside of the windscreen of this spaceship. Yeah, so I think it was the asteroid from the right from the outside of the windscreen. But so, yeah, some sort of global cataclysm in either case. So here you are, stood. <clears throat> I remember loving that they, they do basically just go, she's the spider, we'll flush her down a drain. Yeah. Yeah. There well, does also seem to be a, a, a decent amount of fire, considering there's that much water. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spider. If the Rachnos are responsible for the formation of the Earth, surely they actually have a prior claim. Like As, the Silurians. Silurians. Yeah, but they yeah. were there before the Silurians, because they're the only reason that the planet exists in the first place. Because they... Well, in that case, should be the Rachnos's Earth. Yeah. Yeah, but you know that you know that David Tennant's Doctor is just entirely arbitrary in what he decides to care about on any given day. Yeah, that's true. He's speciesist. Yeah. Humans are good, aliens aren't. With the exception of himself. Yes, yeah. of course, but he's humanoid, so it's okay. Freaking shot down Catherine Dick's dress there. <laughs> I don't oh. know. Doctor Who's seen that much cleavage <laughs> since Nicola Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the few times that conventional weaponry is yeah. actually useful. Also, they're, first they're missing, missing a lot. I was going to say, a lot yeah. more like, of those Those are explosive shells are going to land on people's yeah. houses. Okay, so again, real death count? You've yeah. probably just killed a few more yeah. people. Talk about real death like, count. That's going to fall out of the sky. Look. Yeah. That's fairly big. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the equivalent of blowing up a, a space station the size of a small moon in... Well, it's, it's something to know, do with the idea that they... Dis- near they planet it's orbit. disintegrated, isn't it? That's the idea. That it's sort of... In that yeah. shot, then, it sort of disintegrates. Does it turn into snow? It might. Well, it sort of t- turns into, for all intents and purposes, it turns into web, doesn't it? And they've drained the Thames, haven't they? This is the shot oh, we're yeah. about to get. We've also had our first mention of Mr. Saxon when they opened fire. So oh, really? Really? Yeah, he said Mr. orders from Mr. Saxon mm. open yeah. fire. Fire. Because oh. they presumably there. he's Minister for Defence. But, but... That was quite a nice shot. The draining of the Thames. Mm. Uh, this is not the house that they live in when no. Donna becomes yeah. a companion. Hmm. And we're back to Christmassy shots in a while. Yeah, all Christmassy yeah. and happy. Hooray! The, the giant spider's dead. Did they ever get married? No. no so she didn't really become a wed- widow then, did she? No, but you know. No, she's become a Scottish widow and put money in the account. She became a black widow and now she's a spider too. Oh, very nice. Apparently there's only one particular type of species of of black widow, but it does happen. No, not all black widows might eat their their mates. Mating. I didn't know there was more than one type of black widow. Uh, This is where the snow comes from. Yeah. What was it? 
the TARDIS has a snowmaking setting. Uh, of course it does. That's set, for some reason, directly inside the door. Yeah. It has an atmospheric excitation button. Yeah. You'd think he'd use that more often. Yeah, those days yeah. when he wants to really excite the atmosphere. <laughs> like, you know, you're fighting this atmosphere against... atmosphere is not exciting <laughs> enough. You're fighting against lizard people who are, you know, going to be particularly susceptible yes. to the... Susceptible? Well, susceptible, yeah, yeah. All, all the ice warriors whose yeah, one, one main weakness appears to be water. So <laughs> yeah. So just invade the home counties. <laughs> Good plan, guys. <laughs> That's the most important part of the earth. It's the home home counties. <laughs> you're invading you can take one of the wettest. You're invading one of the wettest bits of the wettest planet. Well, to be fair, the home counties are relatively dry. Yes, but in but England's if, context, if, if rain is the one thing that is going to scupper your invasion plans, you don't start with Britain. Do you? Maybe, maybe you just start don't start with Earth. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Mercury, the Gobi Desert. Venus. If you're going to land anywhere, yeah, Mercury, Venus. It's, it's um, it's the aliens from Signs as well, who you know invade across the planet mm. before realizing that you know water actually Ooh. is lethal to them. Have they never seen the Wizard of Oz? Uh, <laughs> idiots. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, it's probably one of the most famous and earliest instances of that, isn't it? The of water being one of the lethal. earliest and yeah. most famous instances of people being killed by or water being in weakness. Yeah, mm. I think so. It might have come from somewhere else, but that's one of the earliest. I mean, that's thirty, that's thirty-nine, is it? The was it the movie? Boss? Yes, but I can't, yeah. can't remember hmm. when the novel. Was um, no, I don't know. See, sorry, I'm going back to the episode at this point. He, yes, she yeah, invites him to Christmas dinner. Um. But the bit we just talked over was quite nice as well because it's um, she turns down going to travel with him, yeah. so it's the first time we've had a companion who isn't, you know. Well, was yeah. that point, I've already cheered. This is, this is a typical. This is this is the point at which the first time around, <laughs> I thought. Well, it's got to the point where I could happily see they they could do more with her. Yeah. They haven't exhausted her potential. Which sets her apart from a lot of the sort of pseudo companions from the Gap Year specials, who were sort of one time only. Mm. They were there to help the Doctor deliver exposition and rescue from things. There was mm. a cat, the cat burglar who planted a oh, death. Yeah, oh. the, the bargain um, basement no. Lara Croft. Yeah, yeah. what's it called? Lady. La- Lady McRipple. Christine and. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, terrible, though. Could, could have been a great character, but really wasn't. Anyone from Wars from Mars as a companion? No, she topped herself as Yeah. Um, Kyla's character? No. Astrid. That yeah. really was stunt casting. See, I think an awful lot of the accusations of stunt casting were ill-founded, with the exception of Kylie Minogue, because her character was a complete non-entity. The only distinguishing feature was the fact that she was played by Kylie. She died too. She drove If Russell T. Davis had been on now, he would try and do a crossover with Strictly Come Dancing for the final, and then cast Jason Donovan. As a lead, <laughs> as a musical dance special with Doctor Who. That's assuming Jason gets to the final. He'll get to the final. It's James's favourite character. 
the worst How Doctor, and I'm bringing you back to Earth. History. How... <gasps> I like that one. Oh, Shakespeare Code. Shakespeare Code. I like the Shakespeare Code. Oh, I, I've, I've completely forgotten that Andrew Garfield was in Daleks in Manhattan. Um, she, Daleks in Manhattan is actually quite good. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Was it? No. Yeah. no. Right. It and wasn't. Smith and Jones that, 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 the whole season was absolutely The Jadoon were all right. I mainly liked the Shakespeare Code because of the Harry Potter references, I would admit. I loved... Gridlock. Gridlock. I, mm. I thought Gridlock was really... For all its flaws, yeah. I thought it was the, one of the most interesting episodes. I thought Gridlock there. was one of the better ones. Mm. Wasn't all for a lot of the Shakespeare code. <laughs> 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 oh, no, it was just... The Lazarus experiment. Oh, right. was the oh, right. oh yes, we had Lazarus episodes in 42, yeah. which were the same story back to back. But actually, no, because we no, had no, Eurovision. There was Eurovision in between. That's, oh, why, that's why they got away with putting the same episode oh, next right. to each other. And the Daleks. Ah, oh, that shot of Daleks set. Yeah, there we go. Well, so oh, glad that's finished. That, that, that was, was really awful. boring, it really, really wasn't there was it? There was an awful lot of padding in that, wasn't there? Yeah. It? it just sort of stops for a moment and chats about practically nothing. Well, so we talk about the chatting was they, the they escape and then they just come straight back ten minutes later to the same place to get that, captured. That was a problem, yeah. The to and froing in the TARDIS really broke up those final scenes. It's, you know, we've got, we've got to have ten minutes to... And the they, fit, yeah. also we might as well just have them escape and then get recaptured. Yeah. Mm. And they, they were in because I, I, in my memory, though that climax in the secret Torchwood facility under the Thames was only in the last ten minutes or so. But they were there for They're almost for half an hour time, or yeah. so, weren't they? They were there for a while. Much prefer the Christmas Invasion. Christmas is definitely yeah. a lot better. Of all of it, I, th- I think Catherine Tate was the best. The best part of it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that that, as you say, the action sequence at the beginning with the TARDIS changing That's the very taxi good, yeah. is That's good. well done. Um, and the the Ragnos, um costume is mm. absolutely brilliant. So really, it's the kind of it's the special effects slash, you know, it's it's, it's the adventure. Yeah, in, in mm. inverted commas sequences that aren't. Exciting enough, and they're just they're quite generic. It's like the around human elements, like the actual, you know, dialogue and. Mm. Well, evidently, it wasn't that good it. because we talked about completely different subjects over a lot of it. Yeah, it didn't hold my attention half no. as much as the No, I'd say that was. I mean, thinking about it, even the even the giant Cyberman robot thing was better than that. I, I liked. Oh no! We'll we'll save that for our commentary. Yeah. Oh no, we've done our commentary the next Doctor, haven't we? That's already up. Yeah. Oh yeah, did that at the time. Yeah. My problem with that was just I I still can't get over this. Who builds a spaceship in the shape of them? Like (laughs) it's like NASA building a spaceship in the the shape in the shape of Neil Armstrong. Exactly. Like who does that? Who thinks? Who is so egotistical as to think? Must mould. Well. But yeah, then, but then but, call, uh, calling it the Cyber King when it's just a spaceship. Yeah, it's just it's just a larger version of themselves. Yeah, it's a bit rubbish. Yeah. But then oh. the Cybermen were a bit rubbish in that all over, really, weren't they? Yeah. It, this I think starts the downward trend of the Russell T Davis era Doctor Who specials. That's an interesting. Because one. the Voyage of the Damned, I really, I'm really not looking forward to our commentary of that one because oh, I really, I didn't really like didn't like that at all. Wow, it was pretty appalling. Again, I, I don't, I don't, don't want to intrude on, on, on our next commentary, but Voyage of the Dam was a pastiche of a disaster movie. Yeah. But it wasn't pastiche enough, it just felt like a sort of 
a, a cheap clone of, of yeah. things like the Poseidon Adventure, mm-hmm. and it was trying to be an action movie and failing. But we shall discuss that more. Yeah, yeah, we sure. discuss yeah. the actual episode because yeah. otherwise we'll say it all there. What so, did you guys think of that? Apart from it was rubbish. That was pretty much it. I don't, yeah, it, it's got <laughs> it's got worse. It just doesn't have any ambition. It's so. I mean, just some ridiculous plot ideas. With irritating kind of guest star, it's it's just poor and mm. irritating, and I yeah. Mm. No. I forgot how much I disliked that episode. It wasn't just it's it's Catherine Tate screaming that always sticks in my head for that episode. But I've forgotten just how much of the but rest not, of the episode. Things happen. I don't s- like. Slow down. We'll just run around for a little yeah. bit. Oh, something else is going to happen. It's just like I thought. I thought it was going to end about halfway through. It was padded with action sequences, really, wasn't it? Just to fill out the running time. Do you think that any of the standalone specials work? I wasn't really a fan of any of the Gap Year specials. No, they were were bad. I mean, I'm wondering, is it it the fact that they are standalone adventures that you don't have that ongoing um, plot of, like, kind of a a companion in the way that you did with the Christmas invasion? I really liked... I really like Moffat's Christmas special, uh, Christmas Carol, last yeah. year. I thought that's the best one they've done for a while. I think it's because Russell T. Davis in particular had this idea that the standalone specials, be they Christmas specials or Gap Year ones, had to be these sort of fairly epic movies. It's all about the visuals and the explosions and the action sequences. Um, and you can see the story gets thinner and thinner as they go along. He's trying to be fun, which is fine. But Christmas special might be fun and interesting at the same time. What did you guys think of the... Have you seen the trailer for the new Christmas special? I, I'm really excited for it. I, I think that Narnia with Spacemen... Narnia with Spacemen is just a brilliant concept. Mm. Like, yeah, an invasion of a, mm. essentially a fairy tale kingdom Yeah, it is a great idea that we, we haven't seen. And I think that that, that really is something good even A Christmas Carol was it was stuff that we've already seen before um, interesting that it's the second year that they've gone for a, a, a kind of sci-fi adaptation of mm. um, classic children's yeah. literature and what appears to be an alien planet as well because yeah. we never really with the Russell T Davis Christmas specials they were all Earth yeah. weren't they I mean something we talked about in the Christmas Invasion one was the fact that it's not um, it's not so Earthbound anymore with Stephen Moffat that he doesn't try and make it so consciously working class drama mm. um, and I think that that's something that really shows in the Stephen Moffat era as a whole but in these Christmas specials that they're, they're not about real people at Christmas time mm. he's really pushing the fantasy element exactly there, yeah, yeah rather than like kind of adding a little bit of fantasy to um, to an otherwise like kind of drama filled event Okay, well, I think that just about wraps us up for this edition. So, uh, yeah. If you have your own thoughts on The Runaway Bride or Catherine Tate as a companion or the Christmas specials as a whole, get in touch via our Facebook page, send us a tweet or leave us a comment on the blog. And uh, thanks for listening. We will speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.blogspot.com or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please 
Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>